So I'm not going to read the entire chapter. If you read the first uh, three quarters of this chapter, if not a little bit more, it's talking about the Nazarite vow. Now we've jumped ahead a ways because I, I basically just jumped right over Leviticus. Um, if you read Leviticus, you're seeing all the order of the temple and all the things that the commands and all that God gives them. And I don't want to discount that, but I just didn't feel like the Lord would have me preach on it. And so we've jumped ahead. If you look at the first part of chapter 7, uh, they have the tabernacle fully set up. And so that's what we've, we've kind of just gone over or jumped over some of that. And uh, if chapter 6, the first part, as I said, is about the Nazarite vow. And I may preach on this next week. I don't know um, what the Lord would have me to do there. But as you look at the Nazarite vow, it's very interesting. Um, some, so it is a time set aside that varied. They, they, they made this vow for a time. And they were to not cut their hair. They were not to touch a dead body. And there's several of the things, no, no grape juice, no wine at all. Um, there's, there's a lot of things that they gave up for this time. It could be for life. It could be for a set time. And it says in this passage that if they were defiled and it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't even their fault. If they came upon their dead parent, okay, or if someone died with them and they were defiled by that dead body, they had to shave their head, go to the priest, be sanctified for seven days, and start over the time that they had set aside. They lost the time up to that point. And uh, it's, it's amazing just as you read the scriptures and you see over and over and over how God values perfection and holiness and, and what it is to Him. Now, we look at that and like, well, it wasn't His fault. Yes, but He was defiled. And, and they, were, they were to be, this picture is that of perfection and, and sinlessness. And so, uh, we'll see what happens next week. It's a very interesting chapter, uh, just to read what the Nazarite did. But I want to look at verse 22 through 27, the last part of the chapter. And uh, a prayer for blessing is what I titled this study tonight. It says in verse 22, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his son, saying, On this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Uh, interesting little blessing that God told Moses to tell Aaron for the people. And I was, I was looking at it a couple weeks ago, I don't know how long ago now, we looked at how we are to pray for one another. Well, this is that as well. This is a way that we can pray for one another. I just want to look at these, these different statements. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. I have four points tonight. Bless thee, make his face shine on thee, lift up his countenance upon thee, and we bear his name. And uh, I don't think we'll be here a long time tonight, but I'm not making any guarantees as we look at this passage of Scripture. Let's have a word of prayer. Uh, Father, we know that if you are not with us, you are not guiding us, we can do nothing. Lord, I, I know that tonight, if you do not lead me and guide me, this time is wasted. And I ask, Father, that you would just direct that your spirit would be in control, that you would lead, you'd have power in all things tonight.
Lord, that your word would be a challenge to us, that we would be strengthened and and, uh, that we would grow tonight. Thank you, Lord, for the promises in your word. Thank you, Lord, for your love for us, your mercy and your your long-suffering in our lives. In Christ's name we pray, amen. So this is God's will for his people. It's interesting to me to see over and over and over, we, we need to be reminded that God's will for his people, and that is us, this is written to Israel, but we are his people, that his will for us is to have blessing, <laughs> is to be at peace, to have contentment, to have, to have his countenance upon us. This is his will. We, we forget this so quickly. When we, when we start walking through life, this is something that, that you, are you reminded? Or do we start, when we sin, we, we start to think, I know this happens to me, that when something happens in my life, I'm just looking for judgment. I, I view God as a God of judgment. And I forget the mercy, the long-suffering, the patience, the kindness, the meekness. He is a God of judgment. He's not going to put up with sin. But he's not sitting there with a hammer over my head waiting for me to mess up. We, we sometimes view God that way. We need to have this understanding that his will for me is the best. His will is, for the, is that I will have a life of peace and joy. We need to be reminded of these things. And so I want to do that tonight. The Lord bless thee, it says, and keep thee. The first verse, or the first blessing here in verse 24. Keep the Lord bless thee and keep thee. I wanted to focus on keep. It means to hedge about, to guard, protect, to guard and protect. So as I look at this, the Lord bless thee, the Lord provide for thee, and the Lord protect thee. Do I pray that for you? Do you pray that for me? Lord bless and keep them. Provide for them and, and watch over them. We pray for physical protection a lot. We prayed for Lee to drive safely today, and that's right. I hope we pray that we're physically safe. But how much more for the Lord to protect us in the spiritual battle? Lord, give him strength today to fight the battles that he's going to face. In his mind, the spiritual battle that goes on day by day, Lord, give them strength for that. Help them to put on the armor of God every morning and walk in you. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12 2 Timothy 1.12 Speaking of the Lord keeping, we know that He's able. And I, I mentioned it this morning, I love the statement, He is able. He is able. If we, if we can focus on that, There's so much strength in that statement. But it says, For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. I know whom I have believed. And persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. He will keep me. I know that he's able. I know know whom I have believed in. (laughs) What a great statement. That's a statement of faith. I know that my faith is in God. My faith is in the Almighty. My faith is in the source of wisdom and strength and, and, uh, and just the source of life. Consider that statement. I know whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded. I know without a doubt that he's able to keep me. He is able. 
But we're, as, we're asked and told in the Bible to pray that for one another. Lord, keep them in your presence. Keep them, Lord, away from Satan. Keep them from the, the, the attacks and the allures of this world. Isaiah chapter 46, verse 3 and 4. Hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, which are born by me from the belly, which are carried from the womb. And even to your old age I am he. I'm still him. I'm still able. And even to your whore hairs I will carry you. I have made and I will bear. Even I will carry and will deliver you. He's just making the promise here. Throughout your life I'm going to carry you. When you're when you get up to your old age, I am he. I was talking to the kids about my, their great-grandma. My grandma Ricker is 91, 92, 92. And they were asking me if that was the oldest person I know, one of the oldest people. I said, well, Mrs. Craigle is actually a little older. And she can testify that the Lord keeps you to your old age. She still walks with God. Praise the Lord for that. She still knows his presence. He keeps her uh, when the hair turns gray or turns loose. I had to look at Lee when I said that. <laughs> okay, mine is turning gray at a rapid pace, and, and when I get out of the shower and I look in the mirror, I'm stunned at how easily I can look through it today. It's also getting thinner. I never thought I would go bald. <laughs> This part of life. But I praise the Lord that He keeps us. It's, it's a promise. It says from the womb to your old age, I'm going to keep you. So I can pray and you can pray knowing that it's in the will of God. Lord, bless them, provide for them, and keep them today. Are we praying that for one another? Lord, keep them from the attacks of Satan. Give them strength today. We don't know the struggles that each person goes through. You don't know the temptation that others face. And we are derelict in our duties when we don't pray for them, when we don't, when we don't consider that. It's, it's an important thing. Lord, keep them. Just give them strength today. I don't have to ask for Him to keep you saved. I just have to ask, Lord, keep them in, in your presence. Keep them from sin today. So He said, bless thee and keep thee. And then the Lord said, and the Lord make His face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. Thought, well, this is be pleased and be patient. <laughs> be pleased and be patient. As he looks at my life, am I, is he pleased in how I'm living? So I, I pray, Lord, keep them. Lord, make your face shine upon them. It, is, it, is, it goes along with blessing. It goes along with providing. It goes along with meeting the needs. But it is also this, this shining. When a face is shining, what do, you, what do we say? It, it's happy. There's, there's peace there. There's a smile on that face. I've never heard someone say about a, a frown that that was shining. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a look of joy. So is he looking on us and his face shining? Is, he's providing for us, but is he pleased in all that I've done? Psalms 119, 
119, 129 through 135. I realized with our change of Wednesday nights, I'm not going to get to finish 119, so I'm just going to preach on it tonight. One twenty nine through one thirty five. It says, Lord, be patient with me. I'm thankful for his long suffering. One twenty nine says, Thy testimonies are wonderful. Therefore doth my soul keep them. The entrance of thy word giveth light, it giveth understanding to the simple. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for thy commandments. Look thou upon me and be merciful unto me. As thou used to do unto those that love thy name, order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of man, so I will keep thy precepts. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant, and teach me thy statutes. Rivers of water run down mine eyes, because they keep not thy law. You know, there's, we read in, in Numbers, you know, their face shine upon them. Your face shine upon them. And, and, and be gracious unto them. That's what this passage is saying too. Look upon me and be merciful unto me. In verse 132. So can I pray for you, Lord, look upon them today and be merciful. I know His mercies are new every morning. They never cease. But we can pray that for them. We can lift them up before the Lord. Who knows how much more blessing they can have in their life. How much more strength they can have in their life. If we're just praying for one another. The homes ask that we pray for them right now. You know what? God's going to keep them in His hand. He has a perfect plan for that baby. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow and what's going to happen five weeks down the road. All of this is not a surprise to Him. He, he's ordered this for a purpose. But we can pray for them. Lord, keep them. Keep them in Your peace. Be gracious unto them, Lord. Just show them that presence very specially today, so that their faith is strengthened. So that they're not, that they're not sitting there living a life of worry and, and stress, but that they're resting in you, even in this time of trial. We, we pre I preach about that's how I'm supposed to live, and it is. But it is how I'm to pray for you as well. The Lord will give each one of us more strength to deal with the trial if I'm just asking God for you. Father, give them this today. Be, let your face shine upon them and, and deliver them, Lord. Be merciful unto them today. It says, order my steps in thy word and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. It all goes together. This is, this is I could have put this under keeps. But being gracious is keeping us. Being gracious is allowing us to be in his presence. Being gracious is knowing that I'm going to sin tomorrow, and when I come back and ask for forgiveness, He's going to forgive me tomorrow. Knowing that every time I come to Him, He in no wise casts me out. So be, be gracious, Lord, to them. Give them a blessing today. Let them know that you are with them today. Make your face shine upon them. Verse 26, the Lord lift up his, back in our text, the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Lifting up his countenance upon thee is his presence. I just thought about this here. We have, we have the Lord's presence and we have his power. And I thought about power. 
it's kind of an odd one to throw with peace, but my peace comes in the power and strength of God. Outside of it, I have no peace. Outside of it, there's nothing that I can do. I'm going to struggle. Peace is contentment. Peace is resting. Because we know that in our, in our spiritual battle, there will be no peace until we're with Christ. But my mind it can be at peace as I rest in Him. As I know that He is able. <laughs> that statement comes again and it gives us peace. I have a struggle, Lord, today. I'm, I'm, I got this certain thing that I have to face today. Lord, I don't know how to do it. He gives us peace. Psalms chapter 4, verse 8. I love this verse. Short, simple verse. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in, makest me dwell in safety. It's interesting that this, statement, that this verse says both lay me down in peace and sleep. <laughs> so if there's no peace, we lose our sleep. We'll sit there and we'll battle with something and, and wrestle in our mind over it and, and try to find something to distract ourselves. Try to take our mind off of our worries and off of our fears. And, and this says, listen, you make me dwell in safety. When I'm in your presence, when I'm walking with you, when I'm trusting you, when I'm looking at the Bible and saying, He is able, then I have both peace, my mind is, is at, at ease, and when the mind is at ease, then I can sleep. We don't have to count sheep. <laughs> we shouldn't be counting sheep. We should be going to the Lord. Father, you make me dwell in safety. I, I'm... I'm sitting here worrying, Lord, and take that from me. I'm giving all this to you. I know that you're in control. I know that you can, that you can watch over my family. I know that you can watch over this church. I know that you can watch over this world today, this government, our country. You, you're in control of all of it. Daniel Holmes can claim this verse. As he lays there and he wonders how his wife is doing, he's going to have to look to God and say, I will lay me down, both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, make me dwell in safety. For you, Lord, control what goes on in her life, not me. You know, we, we lay in bed sometimes and we, and we consider, you know, or I do, I, I guess I've never had Elizabeth tell me this, but I've had this thought cross my mind. I wonder if somebody broke into the house and went upstairs and grabbed a kid, would I hear it? Would I hear it? And I've thought, I sleep pretty soundly. Now Elizabeth probably will hear it. But it's something that I, that I have to give to the Lord. You know what? I will do all I can to protect them. We, we, we guard our house. We believe in the Second Amendment. We have guns loaded in that house. If you come in and touch my family... I believe it is my God-given right and responsibility to protect them, and I will do so. But I'm not capable of keeping them. He is. And if I lay there and think about what I can do, I don't get any sleep. I'm, I'm sitting there in turmoil. There's seven of them. <laughs> but He lets us sleep. He gives us the peace because it's in His strength Isaiah 26, 
Isaiah 26, verses 1 through 4, says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. What a, what a place to be. And this, is where, this is God's will for us as Christians. The Bible says, Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Faith is peace. Faith is dependence on God. Faith is not walking in my own strength. Chapter 26, verse 1, In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Open ye the gates, that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. For in the Lord Jehovah is deliverance and power and, and the ability to do anything. He is able. He is able. If I can grab that, and I will sleep in peace. He says, Open ye the gates that the righteous nation may, which keepeth the truth may enter in. We shouldn't jump over that verse right there. You want God to keep you in perfect peace. You keep the truth. We walk with Him. And when I do, I'm trusting Him. Trust in the, ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. And then lastly, on, on, verse, on our third point, John 16.33. John 16.33. This is a, a familiar verse. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. Once again, what is God's will? I spoke this unto you so that you can have peace. My will for you is to live in peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Imagine standing there and having Jesus say that to you. Now, somehow, in my, in my simple mind, it would bear more weight. But you know what? He's standing here tonight saying it to us. This is His living Word, breathing Word. These things have I spoken unto you. I've given you this Word right here. That you can have peace. My will is that you live in peace. In the world you're going to have tribulation. Things are going to get rough. We don't know what's going to happen. We, we, we keep expecting persecution in America. And I've heard it for 40 years, really. All my life we've been looking at a downward slide in our country and say, Lord, that someday we better be prepared when tribulation, when real, when real persecution comes. And I haven't seen it. Not in my lifetime. That doesn't mean there's not difficulties that will take away our peace. What well, jobs can be stressful? Medical things can be stressful. A lot of things can come along. And Jesus says, in the world you're going to have tribulation. But, be of good cheer. I've overcome that world. I have all power. So my will is that you trust me and just rest in me. Be still and know that I am God. Lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace, he says. And then, lastly, 
and they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Back in Numbers chapter 6. We bear his name. We bear his name. There's so much to that. I, I could preach a whole sermon on bearing the name of Jesus Christ. It means that I've been adopted into his family. We looked into, at salvation this morning. And praise the Lord for the shed blood on the cross. Praise the Lord for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now I am adopted into the family. Been grafted in. Praise the Lord for that. I bear his name. I'm now a child of God. Also means that now we are his representatives. Now we are his representatives. Just thinking about that a little bit. Another thing I've been taught all my life, as long as I can remember, that every time I step out the door, I'm a representative of Jesus Christ. And yet so quickly we forget when we get out there. So quickly we get in the flesh when things go some way we don't want them to go. Something happens we didn't plan on. We get, we get surprised or we get frustrated. And we forget that we represent Almighty God. That I am the light that this person may ever see. I represent Christ in everything that I do. What's it, what did Paul say? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I should never be ashamed that I am his child. We are of all men most blessed. There's, we've been given riches that this world can never give. That person that is trying to shame you for being a Christian, trying to embarrass you or, or make you just shut your mouth about your religion, needs you to talk to them. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll, I'll be ashamed of you. That verse is a crushing one to me. I look back at so many times in my life when I could have and should have stood up for the name of Christ and I kept my mouth shut. You know what? I didn't participate in the sin. I didn't, I didn't go along with what they were doing, but I didn't tell them of Christ. And that verse says that at that time, God was ashamed of me. Why? Because I was ashamed of Him. I was scared to open my mouth and say what I knew to people who needed it. Those are things I can never go back and redo. Those, those young men that I worked with, they knew I was a Christian, but I never bothered to tell them about Christ. I bore the name of Christ. I was his ambassador to them. What do we do now? We forget those things that are behind and we press towards the mark of the prize, the high calling of God. So from this point on, and I say this all the time, you know what? We failed last week. Maybe we failed last week. I don't know what, you, what happened in your life. But you can resolve from today forward. I'm going to forget those things. I'm going to press on. You know what? I'm going to stand up for him. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a light and, a, and salt in this life. I'm not going to be ashamed of the gospel of Christ anymore. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 27. Are we praying for this for one another? Lord, give them strength today in their job to stand up for Christ. You're not judging them in doing that. You're not saying that they're weak. 
Sometimes I think we feel like we're, we, uh, we can't ask somebody or we can't encourage someone. We don't want them to feel like we're, we're judging them. You know what? If we tell one another, you, I ask the Lord to give you strength today to be a witness. If that offends you, you better go and get your heart examined. Because as a Christian, it ought to be an encouragement. It ought to be a source of strength. I, I get encouraging texts every once in a while, just randomly. And sometimes from the most random people. I prayed for you today. You know how much strength that is? Because I know how much I need it. We can do that for one another. Lord, give them strength to just be an ambassador today. 1 Corinthians 9 verse 27 says, But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. The other, the other part of bearing his name is, I have a responsibility to not be a bad testimony. To not be a castaway. We've had high-profile evangelists fall from, and do it nationally. And how sad that was. I, I was fairly young the first time I remember that happening. And I remember my parents talking about it in the car as we were driving. And my dad just so frustrated that we've given the world cause to mock the name of Christ. Another reason to drag his name through the mud. Another reason to say that all of this is just hypocritical. That he is not real. You know, this, this shouldn't be an oppressive weight upon us. But we need to know that when I fail, His name is what is hurt. His testimony is what suffers. It's not about me. It's about Him. It's about Him. I think I've told this before, but an old preacher that used to come to Wheatland, Wyoming when I was a little kid spoke with an accent. I don't remember if it was like Norwegian or... Something along that line. It was kind of one of those guttural sounding languages. And uh, so he had a funny accent. I really liked listening to him preach as a little kid. It was fun. But he would say, when I left the house, my dad would tell me, the last thing every time I stepped out of the house, remember whose you belongs to us. He always said it that way. He'd even throw in a little more of the accent when he was talking about his dad because I guess his dad's was more than his. And he was reminding him, listen, you represent me when you go out there. That used to matter way more than it does today. The last name used to be something we treasured. We didn't want to dishonor our parents. I, I hope that's the way we live today. But as a Christian, do I step out and say, Father, give me strength that I f don't fail you today. What did Peter say? I, I'll never deny you. You know, if I walk out of the house and say, Lord, I'll never deny you, I'm going to be humiliated that day, walking in my own strength. How about I pray for everyone that leaves their house? Father, over everyone in the church today, help them to walk with you, to not slip today, that there would be no, that there would be no mar against the name of Christ today. Keep them, Lord. He made this blessing, and it was a prayer. Father, help, help these people. 
bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they put thy name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. We represent him. He will keep us. He will be gracious unto us. I hope we're praying for one another. I cannot overstress that. As we go on today in, in the world that we're living in, pray for one another. And we're given so many examples in the Bible of what to pray for. Don't just say, Lord, help them today. But Lord, keep them. Lord, give them strength to fight the battle as they go out today, knowing that each one of us is in a spiritual battle. I appreciate each one of you being here tonight. To have a word of prayer and we'll be dismissed. Father, thank you uh, for loving us. Thank you, Lord, for your word again tonight. Thank you, Lord, that you are able. Lord, that we know you can keep us. We know that you are gracious. We know that in your strength, we can walk with you in victory. Lord, help it not to be a head knowledge, but a heart knowledge. Help us, Lord, not to look into the mirror of your word today and go about our business as if nothing was changed. Lord, that your word would make a difference in each life. Lord, help us this week. Keep us. Make your face shine upon us. And Lord, help us to, to, uh, to produce fruit for your honor and your glory. In Christ's name we pray, amen. You are dismissed.